Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the Southside Beat here on DK Pittsburgh Sports uh, Steelers YouTube channel. Uh, my name is Chris Halleck. Uh, Corey Christen will be joining me uh, shortly. Uh, he is, uh, you know, working on the Southside, you know, <laughs> hence the name Southside Beat. But, um, yeah, uh, he'll be joining me here shortly, um, probably in about 10 minutes, uh, according to uh, a text I just got from him probably about five minutes ago. So, um, yeah, it's, it's Thursday. We're getting closer and closer to game day. Uh, Steelers Cardinals this Sunday at Acrisure stadium. Um, uh, welcome everybody. And uh, until Corey joins me, uh, we'll, uh, you guys are in the co-host chair with me. So bring your questions, your comments, uh, your concerns, uh, your, your praise, whatever you want to do, <laughs> whatever you want to say, man, uh, let, let, let's, uh, talk about it. But, uh, um, Swan asking, will he be in his car facility, the weird hallway? <laughs> I don't know. Wherever the internet works, I guess. Uh, th- that's the uh, the biggest hurdle always when it comes to uh, shooting from the south side is uh, exactly the Beatles says, uh, whatever, whatever works. Um, yeah, wh- wherever the internet works. Um, I still don't have an answer for why my internet was so bad on Monday uh, or, or Tuesday, whatever day it was, but... Uh, that was crazy. <laughs> I had no explanation for that. My internet, I have 500 gigabit or not gigabit, 500 uh, megabit internet. I wish I had gigabit internet. That'd be awesome. Um, I'd be able to download the entire internet. Uh, <laughs> Jay with the hat says he's having a cage match with CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, Corey's. Uh, I, I'm also a wrestling fan, but I think Corey's just a little bit more. Um, um, what's the word I want to say expressive about it? I'll put it that way. So, um, yeah, but here we go. I mean, it's, it's Thursday. We're getting closer as the coordinator Thursday, Eddie Faulkner, Tara Lawson, both talk today. Um, Swan, uh, asks, uh, where will Martinez fit in the rotation when he gets playing time? Um, honestly, I'd probably still say, you know, behind, you know, I mean, definitely Landon Roberts and Michael Walker are going to get the get the majority of the snaps right now. Um, and then when you include Minka coming back, uh, if he comes back this week, obviously him being a full participant in practice yesterday is a uh, uh, a great development when it comes to Minka's return. You know, potential return. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, you're talking about possibly deploying the three safety look a little bit more often because I think Trenton Thompson has absolutely earned a spot. Uh, he's played really, really well, got rewarded with the interception last week. Um, so that obviously impacts how they use uh, off-ball linebackers as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I honestly don't know, and I, I don't expect it to happen quickly. You know, we, we've seen this with, with – uh, defensive players who are brought in, you know, past the, the training camp or preseason phase. Um, you know, we've, uh, th- these defensive players typically don't get plugged in quickly. You know what I'm saying? Like they just, they, they, they have to learn the system. They have to learn the language of the system. They have to learn the concepts that are called, um, they have to learn everything. And, uh, uh, I don't anticipate it happening quickly. Uh, I don't. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, I feel like an Achilles is a bad injury for an, for an inside linebacker. It's, it's a bad uh, injury for everybody. I mean, you, you can't, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers says that Achilles was not fully torn. If it was, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be possibly playing on it again this season. Um, you just don't have your ability to use your legs or your leg or your any. Yeah. Your Achilles is a pretty important part of your anatomy. Um, uh, Clyde says uh, your chalk talk is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the, for the compliment. Um, yeah, this past one was uh, a, a lot more fun to put together. That's for sure. And, and mainly because, um, <laughs> because the film was a lot more enjoyable to watch. <laughs> Uh, they put up 421 points. Um, they, uh, yeah, they only are not 421 points, 421 yards. I wish they, dude, 421 points. That'd be crazy. Uh, I'm mixing thoughts. They put up 421 yards, but only scored 16 points. Um, you know, obviously you want to score more points, but for just the look of it, the feel of it, uh, the flow. Uh, everything looked better. It looked more fluid. It, it looked like the details were more ironed out, even though they weren't great in the red zone. They still looked like they they had a purpose with everything that, that with that with with everything that they were doing, and um, and so uh, yeah, I, I I I it was very very enjoyable to put together. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. Um, I try to not make them too long because I don't want them to be so overloaded with information that people have a hard time following them. But that one was a little bit difficult to do. <laughs> that one was um, almost twice as long as they normally are. Uh, Damon asks, uh, what were the coordinators talking about today? Didn't catch the press conference. Uh, I'm going to save that for, for when Corey comes on here. He was there. I don't want to I don't want to take away from that. Uh, as soon as Corey gets on here, probably in about five minutes or so, um, I haven't gotten, have I gotten any other texts? Uh, no, I have not. So, um, oh, here we go. Here's some news. Got some news here. Uh, week 15 against the Colts. That will be played on Saturday, December 16th at 430 Eastern. Okay. Um, so that's one of those games where it was a flex of you. It was either going to be Saturday or Sunday. So that's actually going to be back to back weeks that the Steelers play on Saturday, uh, because the next week they play on Christmas Eve, Eve against the Bengals at home. Uh, I think also at the same time. So if you enjoy Saturday NFL football, you're going to get it two weeks in a row in week 15 and 16. 
So there's some news for you that I can that I can uh, relay for you. Uh, <laughs> Robert says professional wrestling is a soap opera. Um, I I I don't completely disagree with that. It, it's it's theater. Uh, I I've it, I've been a wrestling fan since uh, I'd say about 1996, 97. Uh, I, think, I think that's whenever I became a wrestling fan. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm not going to use the word fake because you can't fake falling down on a mat. You can't fake taking bumps off of off of turnbuckles or ladders or going through tables or anything like that it uh it none of that is fake uh it's um I, i'd say it's scripted it's uh, and even then some of it's you know a lot of it's called on the fly um it's theater is what it is to me it's uh it's it's the perfect blend of um of sports uh because it does take athleticism to do what they do um but it's also entertainment, hence the name sports entertainment. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so simply put it scripted. I, I, yeah, again, like the, there's, yeah, like a lot of like the promos and stuff like that, storylines, all that stuff is scripted. A lot of stuff that happens in the ring is not scripted. You know, sometimes wrestlers will, um, you know, plan out a couple spots, you know, that they want to hit. Uh, what usually the finish, usually a couple of other spots that they want to do, but a lot of that stuff is usually called on the fly. Um, so that that is where the art kind of takes over. Um, menacing mollusk, man, dropping a pens question. What should the penguins do to fix the power play? Ooh, oh man. Um, I am not the. I'm a hockey fan. I wouldn't call myself a hockey expert. Um, they definitely have the talent to be doing better on the power play than, than they do. Um, I, I, from just from what I see, just they, they need to um, move with more purpose to try to create opening openings for, for shooting uh, the, the, the cross uh, the, the passes from half wall to half wall going across, you know, trying to cut through the, the, the diamond that, that uh, PK usually sets up in. It usually doesn't work. Those passes get intercepted far too often. Uh, they just need to try to set up uh, better for uh, uh, to to create sh- uh, shooting lanes. And yeah, definitely have that guy who's in the middle. If you're running running a one three one, have that guys in the middle be able to bang, bang junk if possible. And with that being said, we are going to transition back to football because joining me now from <laughs> the south side. Live and in living color, because we had a CM Punk reference. I had to put that in there. Nice. Uh, is uh, Corey Christen from the South Side? Corey, what is going on, my friend? Well, I, I roll in here and I see there's a comment on the screen about the Penguins power play. Yeah. I see Darren talking about the NWO. I see B Phil wrestling uh, became a, a, became a topic. Uh, hey, I got in. a question about the Penguins power play. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm yeah, in. This I'm is, in for uh, it. But no, we we have been talking uh, uh, about the Steelers as well. Um, we did get a question from Demond uh, about what the coordinator said today. So actually, I'm going to try to fix my lighting issue because the the weather here is as unpredictable as you can imagine it being for North Texas. If you have any idea what weather is like here, so I'm going to go try to fix that. Corey, you uh, take over, 
And yeah. uh, let us know what Eddie Faulkner and Terrell Austin had to say today. <laughs> Don says we needed you. Wow. I, I don't think it got Thanks. that bad. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Jeez. All right. All right. Yeah. And a coordinator Thursday here on the South side. Hey, everybody. Good seeing you. Good talking to you all again. Uh, about 10 minutes late. Not too bad today. Um, I actually, we just got back from the locker room and uh, one person who I talked to was Quadri Olison, who interestingly enough has been emulating James Connor in practice this week on the scout team. Um, and Olison and Connor were former teammates at Pitts. So if you want to read that little tidbit, it's on the feed on DKPittsburghSports.com right now. Um, as for the coordinators, uh, the obvious thing, I think everybody's been saying this now, at least if, as it pertains to the offense, is more points. Like, that's the thing they want, right? They want to score more points. 400 yards is great. Uh, all of that stuff is great, but they want more points. And, and that's what it's got to come down to at some point. But, you know, and my big thing this week, I think it's been thematic. And if you've listened to any, like, of these extended cut interviews, you've probably heard me ask the same question to about five different people and because I have. Um, it's basically just, like, the communication and the flow of things with, with two new guys in, in a joint system, so to speak, of designing and calling the offense. Um, and I think it's been fascinating to hear everybody's perspective on it. And today, Eddie Falker basically said, look, we love the way we did it. If, if Falk went over to Sullivan and said, hey, I want this, or hey, I think we should do that, Sullivan was very receptive to it. And he said he thought Sullivan called a great game. So I think that's, I think that's pretty imperative um, to start off with. And, you know, you see the title of the show, A Good Recipe. That came from Cam Hayward. And a big part of that was the Steelers' defense was only on the field. And I say only because I believe that's the lowest number of the season. They were only on the field for 41 snaps against the Bengals. So the way the offense was able to control the ball yeah. and possess the ball and were able to just hold on to it, literally, like at minimum, hold on to it, whether they were stalling or whether they were scoring, they were able to keep the defense off the field. And Cam Hayward said sometimes the best defense is being on the bench. So I think that was a really interesting thing. Like you saw the synergy and the balance from the offense and how it benefited the defense. And we talked about this defense all year and how banged up it's been, obviously losing um, the two starting inside linebackers. So a, a really interesting coordinator Thursday over here. A couple of news notes real quick. Um, Calvin Austin's on track to play this week uh, with an ankle injury. So you can expect to see him. And then the kickoff time for Steelers Colts was just announced like 10 minutes earlier uh, before I got on here. Oh, yeah, I put the, I already, I already I saw the alert come through, so I've already let everybody know. Yeah, December 16th, Saturday at 4.30 p.m. that week. So, so that's two Saturday games in a row. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I'm used to Saturdays, if you, if you know what I'm saying. I, I don't. I, I get, Give me NFL on Sundays. I'm not a fan of the Saturday games. Uh, well, all right. Swan says the move getting Connor's former teammate and friend to emulate him is, a, is very Belichick. I mean, look, like, it just so happens that Quadriolison and James Conner were teammates at Pitt together, and now the yeah. Steelers have that guy at their disposal. I mean, if you want to frame it that way, for the years that Olison was in Arizona, or uh, excuse me, uh, Atlanta, and Conner was in Arizona, so if the Falcons ever played the Cardinals, they could do the same thing. Like, that's kind of sometimes you get that advantage when, mm -hmm. you know, college intersects with pro. Like, you can't really do that, I don't think, with wide receivers. Maybe you could do it with quarterbacks in some instances, but – I thought it was fascinating that, you know, the running backs were, were able to do that kind of a thing. Yeah, to, to go to the point uh, that you were talking about when it comes to Cam and saying that, you know, the recipe for success is like the, between that 40 to 50 snaps. The Steelers are starting to do things where that's becoming more and more realistic. 
right? I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to do it every week. You're not going to, you know, but if you can do it consistently or do it more often than you don't do it, uh, that's obviously a big help. But a couple of stats that's going to help kind of paint the picture of how the Steelers can realistically do it. First off, fourth quarter this season. The Steelers are outscoring their opponents 54 to 37 in the fourth quarter. Okay. That's a pretty good number, especially good considering number. their overall differential is in, is in the red right now. But when you put it in the context of in weeks one through four, they were outscored 28 to seven in the fourth quarter, which means that since then, since they came back from the bye, or no, no, it's actually since week five, actually since week five, they are outscoring their opponents in the fourth quarter, 47 to nine. Right. They are absolutely I mean the 47 points is pretty impressive, but the nine points in seven games in the fourth quarter, that's ridiculous of how good this defense is playing in the fourth quarter right now. Yeah. Um, then on top of that, the rushing offense, they're currently tied for 14th in the NFL in rushing offense, um, with 114 yards a game. And that's because in weeks one through eight, they averaged only 79.7 yards per game, which is terrible. Sure. Since then, last four weeks, 174 yards per game on the ground is what they're averaging. Mm -hmm. You do that. You run the football with that kind of success. You're going to continue to get those kind of numbers in the fourth quarter from the defense because the defense is continuously getting better. They're getting healthier potentially it'd be the first time we're going to see Minka, TJ, and Cam on the field altogether since week one. I, I like the way things are trending for the Steelers right now, and I'm not just talking about the change in offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Rick asks, what's going on with Anthony McFarland? Is he out for the year now or something? No, he's healthy. He's fully healthy. He's practicing. He's doing everything. Um, I just think that uh, things have slowed down on Anthony McFarland, so to speak. And that's not, I don't think, to a fault of McFarland's. I think a large part of that has to do with the fact that Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are running the ball so well right now. Um, like Najee getting yards after contact, Jalen getting yards after contact, the explosive runs. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, okay, if you watch Good Morning Football, Jalen Warren won angry runs a couple weeks ago. Najee probably could have won it last week with the uh, that, like, push-the-pile run uh, against the, the Bengals. Like, they're running it really well right now. And quite yep. frankly, there's just no need to try to shoehorn in Anthony McFarland into the offense at all no. right now. There's, there's really, really no need for it. It's a good insurance policy to have, and he's a good option at kick returner. But it's not like Anthony McFarland is the second coming of Marshall Falk either, with all due respect to Anthony McFarland. Like, they just don't need to run a guy like that on the field, especially when Najee and Jalen are running it as well as they are. Yeah, I think I think yeah, and this is kind of something that just perplexes me a little bit because there really is like some sort of fascination with Anthony McFarland and and then like I I personally don't understand it and that's nothing against McFarland. It just has everything to do with the fact that look at what Najee and Jalen are doing. You know, you'd love to see a game where they're both just running crazy, but the fact is is that Week in, week out, usually one of them is running pretty dang well. You know, last week it was Najee. The like two or three weeks leading up to that, it was Jalen. In Houston, it was Najee. Uh, Najee's been 
quietly having the best season of his career. And I think that's the only reason that's I'm even putting it quietly is because Jalen's playing so well. Yeah. But Najee, if you look at some of the numbers that he's doing in terms of explosive runs, in terms of yards after contact, in terms of broken tackles, everything like that, he's having his best season. He's getting better. He's on the tra- uh, you know upward trajectory. And you're, I mean, people are already talking about, you're arguing about the snap count difference between Najee and Jalen. You plug Anthony McFarland into the mix, even if it's five or six snaps. To me, that's five or six snaps that deserve to go to Najee and, and, and Jalen. Mhm. Mhm. Uh if you just noticed the lights turned off behind me. So that's not me getting kicked out. That's just Woo! uh standard protocol over here. Uh, Swan asked if you think Canada leaving means McFarland's time will be over also. I don't think it's going to be that drastic. Um like having him as a third option's nice. I think yeah, he's a nice you need, third option. You need put a number way, 3. Yeah. Put it this way. Like they chose him over Benny Snell. They, they kept him in training camp, and I know he got banged up a little bit early season, but he had a good training camp. They liked what they saw out of him. I, I just think that right now it's it's so warranted and so necessary for Najee and Jalen to get all of the carries. Like yeah, I don't do. think there's really any need to try to get Anthony McFarlane on the field. And by the way, with Pat Frymuth coming back, they're using three tight end sets now again. So it's like, yep. you know, you're not going to have room essentially to put Give me Anthony more 13 personnel. Give me more uh, we, 13 personnel. Heck yeah. We were joking today. Some of us were joking <laughs> that when the, uh, with the Cardinals waving Zach Ertz that the Steelers should pick him up and start running 14, 14, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, double get, tight end. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Like let's get weird. Put Connor Hayward in the backfield and then have Ertz, Fryermuth and, uh, and Washington on the line. I mean, I guess that'll work, but no, that's, you're going to, you're going to give Steelers happen. fans and you're going to give Steelers fans an idea that they're just going to run with it. <laughs> No, They're that's not what's going to happen. No. Um, and then, of course, another big news note. Uh, I don't know if you brought it up, Chris, was that the Steelers officially submitted their no, uh, not. desire, I yep. guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, saying, hey, pick us for the 2026 and or the 2027 NFL drafts. And I That'd don't cool. think Pittsburgh has ever hosted it. And, I can't uh, recall a time they did, no. But that would be a cool thing if that came here. I don't think it's like – you know, a huge thing we need to extrapolate on, but I think it would, it's pretty neat that they actually are, are trying for that. No, I, I, I know it, it definitely be be cool, be cool for sure. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh is obviously one of the uh, marquee franchises in the NFL. Um, you know, so to keep, you know, to have it, you know, at one of those places, I mean, it's been in Dallas. Uh, I can't remember if it's been in green Bay or not, uh, but it, you know, it was in Kansas city. Um, so yeah, I, I think it'd be really cool to, to have Pittsburgh host the draft. Oh. Um, I, I, the draft is, is, is a bit of a, you know, it's an interesting event because it's, it's the biggest event of the off season, obviously. And it's a huge event. We don't go cover it in person though. No, like we, we just, there's no need for it. Right. But you know, if it's in Pittsburgh, that's a different story. You know, you have somebody up in the, up in the, you know, in the room, you know, you know, covering, you know, the actual draft itself and, you know, being able to be in there for whenever Tomlin and Omar speak or whenever mm-hmm. a position coach comes in to talk about a, a draft pick. But, you know, if the if there are things to, to cover in person and you don't have to worry about paying any kind of travel costs, <laughs> why not? Right. right. <laughs> All right. Mr. Malvo, let's let's do this dance on Najee Harris now. OK, uh, Mr. Malvo says it seems if everyone has lost their mind over one game. 
when this is weird, Najee has been since last season. I can't read because there's typos in here. No, hold on. Let me just do it right here. I'll do it right here, Chris. Najee Harris this season, 11 runs of 15 or more yards, tied for first in the NFL. Seven runs of 20 or more yards, tied for first in the NFL. 2.2 yards after contact per carry, tied for first in the NFL. 312 yards after contact, fourth in the NFL. 19 broken tackles, fourth in the NFL. Seven and a half carries per broken tackle, second in the NFL. Now you tell me if Najee Harris is not having a good year or not. Anyway, uh, bring back Jeremy too. Thank you. That's Thank you very much. Thank so, you. So now you tell me if Najee's having a good year or not, and we could go off of that. Uh, AJ, ask any new insights on improving field positioning via special teams. That was a big thing that Michael, uh, that Michael, Mike Tomlin. Ooh, good thing I corrected, <laughs> good thing I corrected myself. It's a good thing I corrected myself. Woo! It's a good thing I corrected you myself. Better not did full you... name Mike Tomlin. No, I'll tell did you, that. you did you see me? Did you see me pump the brakes? Jam the brakes on that. Whew. That's one thing that Mike Tomlin. Who was I even thinking of? Maybe Michael Walker. Um, that's the one thing. Um, that Mike Tomlin stressed this week was the field positioning and special teams. Um, and I talked to Calvin Austin briefly after practice today about that. And like they're aware things need to be cleaned up. It needs to be fine tuned, so to speak. They need to tighten the screws on that kind of stuff, so to speak. Like punting is one thing, but also like the field positioning of just the flow of the game also has something to do with it as well. Like, what do you? How, he's not what Malvo. He's not what Najee's not what having his best season ever. He's <sighs> arguably having his best season ever based on a lot of metrics. Season. Based on a lot of metrics. I mean, I just read them to you. So I don't know. I don't know what data you want to argue against. It's, it's, and just it's, that, it's not basic. just it's not just what he's doing against what he did himself in his first two seasons. It's what he's doing compared to what the rest of the NFL is doing. Sure. Like that's where he ranked like all those stats that that Corey read. Those are all stats that rank in the NFL right now. Uh, when you talk about rank, how he ranks against his peers, I mean. That's Who not else? like his career stat. That's not, that's not like comparing the rest of his career. Yeah. That is comparing to the rest of the NFL. So yeah. he's, he's not Walter Payton. We're not saying he's, you know, we're not saying he's Barry Sanders or anything. We're saying he's having a really damn good year. Again, um, this, this is, this is kind of where, where I, I, I personally don't understand it. Even whenever I was a fan, like, like, like I want to talk about like a legitimate fan of, of like, of a team. And even there are a couple teams I'm still like, like diehard fan of, but like, you, you fans get into this 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 perspective you know the, this point point of view where if you if there's any kind of position battle or something like that you've got to be all in on one guy and completely against the other and i just will never understand that for whatever reason you know whenever Najee, oh he's not averaging as many yards per carry or he's not doing he 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 doesn't hit the hole the same way jalen does like man like so what like look at what the steelers running game is doing with those two running right now yeah. Why change anything up? Yeah. Why they're averaging a hundred over the past four games? They're averaging 174 yards on the ground. They do that every week. They will go undefeated, and yeah. as long as they don't turn the ball over four times a game, um, you run the, for that many yards per game, you will win a lot of games in this league. Matt, here's the crazy thing about that. I don't know if Najee's going to get 100 yards this year. He's at 598 right now with six games to play. And I'm not going to say that he's not going to get 400 yards in six games. I think it'll be a little bit over 1,000. But the emergence of Jalen is is just – it's carving into that in a good way. 
Jalen's yeah. got 93 carries for 542 yards. It's very feasible. It's very feasible that the Steelers could field two 1,000-yard rushers this year. I mean, so just just that alone right there. Both guys are over 500 yards. With well, 500, if you want to be specific, 540. Right. So, and with yeah. with how many games left? With six games, games left? Le- yeah, six games left. Yeah. I mean, you're we're talking about like if you had a feature back and you were to somehow like take the majority of those yards and combine them into like a, like a feature back type. They would have almost 1200 yards right now. That guy would. Yeah. Well, that guy would be like the, he he would be getting the same kind of praise that everybody gave Le'Veon Bell. And for good reason, Le'Veon Bell deserved all that praise because he was phenomenal. But this tandem of Najee and Jalen, both performing pretty much equally with, with each other and doing it in their own individual ways, both being able to, you know, Jalen getting better at running zone. This past week, Najee having a lot of success running in gap schemes. Like, those things right there, like, that's the kind of stuff that excites me, is that they're both doing it in their own ways, yet it's both able to be, yet both guys are able to go out there and execute the play, no matter what's called, no matter what concept it is, no matter what, they're able to go out there and execute. They don't have like Mike Thomas talk about. It's not like Jalen. He's the only he's only the passing down guy or he's only the guy that can do the outside runs. No, Jalen can do the inside runs, too. And guess right. what? Najee can do the outside zone runs, too. Yeah, uh, this, by is, the way, this is a great tandem to have. Why? Why complain about it at all? I don't understand. By the way, Robert. Yes, that's that's also what I've heard. Deontay Johnson was. Uh, sick, sent home with an illness today from practice. So nothing like as residue. Don't don't start the conspiracy theory oh, engine geez. of of people are mad at him or he's mad at the Steve. Do not start that. Don't do it. That's not what this is. <laughs> illness sent home because he is sick, and they hope to have him back Friday. Do not make it anything else other than that. There will be people Please. that do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. That's all I'm saying. Don't do it. Um, all right, Chris, before we get out of here, Matt brings um, up a really good point too, when it comes to the one, two punch right there, the good thing is the wear and tear is less on both backs. You have a fresh back out there all the time at all times. Anyway, great thing. Uh, by the way, someone asked about Jalen Warren's contract. He is signed, uh, through next season. And then he is a restricted free agent in 2025. Yep. So there is one more season full of Jalen Warren and it's three years because he was an undrafted free agent. Right. And now I don't know. uh, I don't know what that contract is going to look like as far as an extension, but I think that's a bridge we'll cross in about one year's time. Although I don't want to put words in your mouth at all. I'm just I'm just trying to say that Najee's having a really damn good year. And I think there's credit to give him. That's all I want to say. Um, And Chris agrees with me. And I think a lot of people would agree that, you know, once you look at everything, Najee's having a pretty good year. All things considered that this offense was handicapped severely by Matt Canada and Jalen Warren emerged as a really legitimate running back. So that's that's what we're trying to say. Um, okay, Chris, tomorrow's a Friday. Uh, we are expected to hear from Minka Fitzpatrick, and I know people were asking about Minka. Um, it, I mean, he practiced at full Wednesday, which is massive for mm-hmm. his availability on Sunday. So, you know, the, the, the arrow's pointing up on Minka, uh, at least as of right now. So um, we're expected to hear from Minka tomorrow on Friday. Um, and then, of course, we'll do picks and all the, the traditional Friday stuff. So, um, I think it's time for us to to sign off for the day and uh we'll do it again tomorrow. Do you have a final thought? Um 
let's see here um, um you know listen like anytime we, we share our uh, opinions on here i think this is the one thing that that people at least i can only speak for myself i don't even want to speak for Corey, but i can only speak for myself anytime we we give our opinions here uh anytime i gave i give my opinion um i always try to base that stuff in facts things that i can literally put my finger on and say this is real right um, so when it comes to, when it comes to this whole like Najee stuff and everything like that, like, I'm not like, I'm not angry here. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I- I'm just oh, saying that, that when, that when people, you know, w- when you make a claim, you know, um, when you make a claim and, and AJ coming in with a $10 contribution, re- really, really yeah, appreciate thanks, that. AJ. Thank you. AJ. Um, but, uh, you know, when people, you know, when you make a claim, you know, you gotta be able to have it you know, at least from my perspective, you got to be able to have it, you know, where you can back it up. You know, you can say, well, this is based off of what I see. Well, you know, obviously numbers are a big thing too. And when you can point to several different numbers, not just one thing where, oh, he's averaging five yards of carry or he's averaging this or he's not doing that. If you can list several stats that show what the guy's doing, then to me, that that's something that you can you can talk about. Lifted. But, um, I'll, I'll extend this in what Lifted said. Okay, he thinks the press blew the Deontay thing out of proportion. I agree to that to some extent, but I think there's a lot of really angry talking heads out there that just want to blow Deontay up for no reason. I'm not one of those. I like Deontay quite a bit. I always enjoy talking to him. I always enjoy interacting with him. I think he's a good football player. I think he's. I think he at least gives a damn at minimum about this football team and about trying to win football games. So like. Look, he didn't come out and put a paragraph on Twitter saying, I apologize to Steeler Nation for my actions on Sunday because he doesn't need to do that, quite frankly. No. Like, I, I don't think we blew the Deontay thing out of proportion. I mean, you could roll back if, the tape. If anything, roll, I tried to quell it. <laughs> roll back the tape. Go back and read what we've written. I mean, that's for me or Chris or whoever. Like, at least for myself. Let me, let me rephrase that. Let me speak for myself. I haven't blown the Deontay thing out of the water. We have a job to convey a message. And if yeah. fans are irate at Deontay Johnson for not falling on a fumble and Deontay Johnson owns up to that mistake, we are conveying the message from Deontay. We are the, we are the conduit that flows from that locker room directly to your phones and your screens and your newspapers or whatever you consume media on. That's what we do. I wasn't saying, Hey, Deontay needs to go immediately. That's not what I'm here for at least. So I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't think that's lifted. I'm not saying you're pointing that at me. And I don't think you yeah, are, and I'm no. not, and I'm not construing it that way. But I will say that there are places like us. I can speak for Chris. I can speak for myself that are seeing both sides of the coin and that understand what goes on on a day to day basis here, and understand that yes, Deontay knows he screwed up. Yes, Deontay addressed the team over it, and now we can move on from it. So, and yeah. I think Deontay's too much under a microscope. I said this in my live cues on Monday. I think Deontay's way too far under a microscope than he should be. That's that's just my opinion. I understand he's wide receiver one of the most popular football franchise in the world, but I don't think he should be under a microscope as much as he is. That's my final thought on that. Yeah, no, it's it, I, I I agree. And, and, and listen, somebody somebody made a comment about like sports talk or sports talk radio being being the worst. And I, listen, there is a lot of, and I don't I don't just want to put it to radio, but there's a lot of uh, media out there, and it's not journalism; it is just media, however you want to define it. Um, these, you know, certain types of shows, it's all hot takes, and that's pretty much what it gets to. They take one situation. 
and they throw a bunch of absolutes to go along with it. You know, Deontay messes up with one play. Well, he needs to be benched. The Steelers need to trade him. The Steelers need to do this. They need to do that. And it's, you know, that kind of stuff. It's shock jock stuff. It's, 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 it's annoying. Uh, AF. (laughs) I'm like, I I mean, it's just, it's annoying. It's, and it's, and it's usually done by people. Probably 98 to 99% of the people who do it never step foot into that locker room never have a conversation with the guy unless it's an arranged interview uh, done through the team's PR. Um, So yeah, these are guys who have never had a conversation with Deontay Johnson. Both Corey and I can tell you from experience of having those conversations with Deontay, both on the record and off the record that that one play does not define him. No. Um, And when you, you know, and, but you know, we're going to be in the minority because we're not the loudest voice out there. That's just the way it is. So, um, all right. All right. DK and Ramon in about 25 minutes. We got to get out of here. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, of course, on a football Friday. We'll talk about the matchup, about Steelers, Cardinals, and what could happen. Uh, we don't think it's a winnable game. Spoiler. We will see <laughs> that what is happens. Steeler Lee with the perfect comment to end this thing. People have AB, PTSD, and think every Steeler has to be Heinz Ward. That's actually a pretty good comment. Who, by the way, should be a finalist for the Hall of Fame at minimum. But should we'll be. We'll see. All right. He's Chris Halleck, and I'm Corey Crisson. Of course, DK and Ramon in about 25 minutes. We will talk to you on a football Friday. This has been the Southside Beat. Remember, you can find us on demand as well, here on YouTube on DK Pittsburgh Sports or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify 24-7, 365. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody.